the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. People are feeling so incomplete, so unfulfilled, but Jesus will make me feel complete and make me feel whole. I will experience fullness of life in Him. Welcome to this very special Christmas Day edition of The Healing Word, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Today, we're concluding a two-week series centered around the birth of Christ and the impact that singular event had on the world. Today, Pastor Morris is going to talk about peace, the peace that only Jesus can bring. Let's join the congregation of the Largo Community Church for the message, Jesus, Prince of Peace. I tried to do a little research uh, on this word peace, trying to get a good definition, a, a definition that is, that is relevant, that is meaningful, that is down to earth, and I got it. It took me a little while, but I got it, and I want to give it to you now. You listening? Okay. There are a number of tribal people who use the word peace. And I want you to look up at the monitor and uh, and see at the screen. There's a tribal group of people in Peru. This is how they define peace. The well-arranged soul. There's a tribal group in Mexico. And they define peace with one word, completeness. And there's a tribal group in Liberia. My heart sits down. Oh, I like that one. (laughs) And on the Ivory Coast, a song in my body. Now, that's peace, isn't it? That's telling it like it is. Peace. Peace. This is the peace that God gives. A well-arranged soul. The soul is basically the emotions that we have within us. And there are those whose emotions are out of control. They have a dysfunctional soul. Uh, Their uh, soul is dysfunctional, but God comes through the power of Jesus and rearranges those emotions and brings about a tranquility of emotion and soul, a well-arranged soul. We have difficulty sometimes controlling our emotions and arranging them properly so that they'll function properly. But Jesus can do it for us. Also, completeness. People are feeling so incomplete, so unfulfilled, but Jesus will make me feel complete and make me feel whole. I will experience fullness of life in him. I don't think you're listening to me today. I'm saying such great and mighty things. And it's almost like there he goes again. (laughs) I mean, completeness. There is brokenness. 
Lives are shadowed, shattered. Marriages are shattered. Homes are shattered. Careers are shattered. Wherever that's happening, there's no peace. But when Jesus comes, there is completeness. Whatever he touches. <coughs> Whatever he touches. He'll touch your life today. Touch your career today. Touch your marriage today. Touch your family today. Touch your children today. And make whatever he touches complete. Any brokenness anywhere? Brokenheartedness? Broken dreams? Disappointments? Liberia, my heart sits down. The stress... Life can be so stressful, can't it? It just seems like it just sort of just sucks all the strength out of you. you, you, We're just trying to keep up and always running a little bit behind. But peace, my heart sits down. And then the Ivory Coast tribal people, a song in my body. Hallelujah. Jesus had a body, a body like mine, a body like yours. He knows what's going on inside us physically, and he just makes everything right. From the top of my head to the tip of my toe, from the outside all the way into the inside, and from the inside out, there it is, a well-arranged soul, completeness, my heart sits down, a song in my body. Friend, do you want any of those things? Then look to Jesus. (laughs) He's the Prince of Peace that blesses and gives and restores and makes whole, and he's here today, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He came. That's Christmas, isn't it? Look at the gifts he gives. And in God's gift of Jesus, all of these things are included. They just come, package deal from Jesus. Look at point B in your outline. Peace was born at Jesus' birth. The angels announced, go ahead, read it with me, Luke 2.16. Glory to God and on earth peace, amen. On whom his now who gets this peace? Men on whom what his favor rests. Now, when God blesses and favors you, his peace comes to you. Now, he's not going to favor you when you ignore him and live in disobedience and do your own thing and and commit secret sins. God isn't going to say, "No, hey, there's a great guy." He's a little on the hypocritical side. He's a little sneaky. He's a little slippery. But no, God God sees the heart. He knows all things. There is nothing hidden from him. But when we are right with God and God sees Jesus in our hearts, you know, God loves Jesus so much. And when God sees Jesus in you, he just smiles. That means his favor is coming upon you. He he smiles upon you. He lifts up his countenance upon you, and he gives you peace. On whom his favor rests. The word favor simply means a superior giving a free act of kindness to an inferior. See, when someone gives, does me a favor, they give me a favor, it's something that that blesses me, that helps me, that I need at that time, um, that I'm not really able to... Uh, take care of myself, but this one at that moment is superior, giving me 
a, an act of free kindness. Now, that's what favor means. It means that God Almighty, one so superior, looks upon me and takes pity upon me. That means mercy. That's what the word mercy. He looks upon me. He has mercy. And then gracefully, he gives a free act of kindness. When I ask him to save me, to forgive me, to come into my heart, to change my life, to to take care of my home, my family, my marriage, to take care of my emotions, God hears those prayers and he stands ready He has the power. He has the ability. His name is wonderful. It is a display of his glory that comes. And that's what God desires to do, to display his glory, his wonderment, and cause you to stand back and say, isn't God great? Look what God has done. To God be the glory. Not only the angels rejoicing, but now you're rejoicing because God has done something great and something beautiful for you. This is the God that we serve. This is the God who loves us. This is the God who comes near to us. Now the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You see, Jesus is the embodiment of peace. From the moment he was born to the moment he ascended and everything in between, there was peace. Everyone who came into his presence experienced peace. When the wise men came, when the shepherds came, there was peace. The angel said to the shepherds, don't be afraid. The wise men knelt paying homage and worshiping. It it was peace. In the presence of the Prince of Peace, there is peace. And I'm praying today that there will be a divine presence that will just right now, even now while I'm speaking, a divine presence will come over you and come over you. And you'll know, hey, I'm in the presence of Jesus. I don't see him. He's invisible to sight. But there's a presence of sweetness, a presence of kindness, a presence of love. It's enveloping me. See, wherever Jesus is, there is peace to the shepherds, peace to the wise men, peace to you. You're hearing his word. He's breathing out his word upon you this morning. Uh, there, There is glory coming your way. Acknowledge it's Jesus. He's the word of God incarnate. And now the word of God is being spoken. The word of God has come to you bless you, to minister to you, to help you. It's Jesus and his peace. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Celebrate the birth of Jesus the entire month of December, not just one day, December the 25th. May the whole month be a celebration of Jesus' birth by remembering and rejoicing why he came to take our sins to the cross. December can be like no other. Come celebrate Jesus this Sunday at the Fargo Community Church, Bowie, Maryland. Website, largocc.org. Phone number, 301-249-2255. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. There are two ways you can join us in worship at the Largo Community Church this Sunday. An in-person service will be held at 9 a.m. where you're invited to join us at 1701 Enterprise Road in South Bowie. Standards are in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including wearing of masks, 
hand sanitizing, and spacing of seats within the large auditorium. You can also join us via live streaming at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by going to our website, largocc.org, and clicking on the Watch Live button at the top of the homepage. And however you choose to join us, I'm sure you'll be blessed as we celebrate the birth of Christ and the true meaning of Christmas throughout the month of December. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. When he ascended, I'm going to read to you the, the last formal uh, speech that Jesus gave. I, I speech, uh, it's, it's scripture to us, but it was a, a, actually a speech that was now turned into scripture. But this was the last formal speech that Jesus gave. Now, he said other things before he ascended, but as a formal presentation, a formal talk to a group, here it is. John 14, 1. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. He knew that we live in a troubled world. Look up at the <clears throat> screen and read that with me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Now, this is the secret of, of peace and having freedom from trouble. Peace is not the absence of of trouble, peace is the presence of Jesus. And he was going away and he thought that, the, and he knew the disciples would no doubt be discouraged because they wouldn't be able to see him anymore, no more than we can see him right now. And the, the, Jesus was saying, just because you don't see me and won't see me anymore, don't be troubled by that because I'm still here. I'm still with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm then he went on to say in the same chapter, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. Come on, read it with me. There it is. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Peace. That, that wonderful peace. That, that peace of God that transcends all understanding. That peace of God. Uh, the well-arranged soul, the completeness. My heart sits down, a song in my body. This is what I give you. My peace I leave with you. My peace, the same peace Jesus had in his heart. He's now taking it out and he's now bestowing it and he's giving that peace. And there is peace in the midst of trouble. Trouble is prevalent. Trouble is always with us. But Jesus is saying, peace can always be with you because peace is greater than trouble and peace will overcome trouble and you can have peace in the midst of trouble. Now notice he says, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do you see that? Well, brokers and insurance companies promise you peace, don't they? They say, you just give your money to us and we'll take good care of it and we'll look out for you and... You don't have to worry about it anymore. And the insurance companies say that uh, if anything happens uh, to you or your house, uh, we'll come through unless it's an act of God. (laughs) And guess who determines when it's an act of God and when it isn't an act of God? (laughs) Why, do you know that even some some, um, mattress manufacturers... They're coming on television and everywhere saying, hey, I can give you peaceful rest if you'll sleep on me. 
Jesus is saying, I don't give you peace like the world gives. I don't hand out those those, uh, promises that are just half promises. I don't give you those kinds of peace. Uh, uh, There's uh, musicians and artists. They are thinking that if we would listen to their music, uh, that it would soothe our souls and give us peace. Uh, But it it usually doesn't give us peace. And if it is, it's only momentarily. Even counselors and therapists, they will promise that they can help us with anxiety and with worry. And and they can sometimes. And we're grateful for what we can receive from them. But it's usually a limited uh, but their uh, amount of peace that can come. And, but Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and there's nothing limited about Jesus. Nothing at all limited about Jesus. Uh, a, a friend of mine came to see me, and uh, a man, he's about, I'd say about 48 years old, and his life, his family is a total disaster. And uh, he, he lives quite a distance from here, and he's a member of another church, and, uh, but he's very faithful in, in his uh, church experience, but his children, his wife, uh, everything is just in chaos, and uh, we talked for a while, and soon we began to talk about the Lord because he is a follower of Jesus. He knows Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior, and he gave me his testimony that in 1980, he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. He's from this area. He's from the state of Maryland. He said that he only went, his parents only took him to church two times in his entire life when he lived at home. Two times. And both times they went to a Methodist church. So when anybody asked him, which church are you a member of? He said, Methodist. He only went two times in his entire life. He joins the Navy and one of his buddies one evening invited him to go to church, which he did. And the minister preached a message of Jesus, salvation, forgiveness of sins. And the first time this man heard that story of Jesus, of Jesus' love, mercy, and peace, the gift that Jesus gives, he responded and gave his heart to Jesus. And then somebody told him about Easter and the resurrection. He said he he grew up in Maryland. He grew up not knowing what Easter meant. He knew the word Easter. Now, he said everybody knows what Christmas is. There's the the manger and all of that. But he said, I had no idea that Easter was a religious holiday. No idea. And he says, when I found out that it was a religious holiday, he said, I got so excited. He said, I went to the phone. I think he was out in San Diego somewhere. And he said, I called back home to my parents and I said, guess what? Do you know what Easter stands for? Now, we talk about heathens in other parts of the world that know so little. And he said, as he told his parents, that Easter means Jesus died and rose again. He said, I thought it was Easter bunnies and and eggs and stuff like that. He said, honest, Pastor Morris. He said, that's exactly what I thought it was. And he said, I was so excited that I had made that long-distance call home. And do you know, this man... I told you all of that to tell you this. As I listened and he talked about Jesus, finding Jesus or Jesus finding him, peace came all over him. All he did was to begin to think and then he began to thank. Friends, let me encourage you. 
Remember who you are in Jesus. Remember what Jesus has done for you. Rehearse it often in your thinking. Go back to that time when you gave your heart to the Lord. You can think your way to joy. You can think and remember your way to happiness. That man, we didn't fix his wife. We didn't fix him. We didn't fix his family. We didn't fix the chaos on the outside. But somehow the Holy Spirit came in as this man reminisced. The Holy Spirit came in and rearranged his soul. (laughs) Made him feel complete. Caused his heart to sit down. Put a song in his body. Nothing happened other than he just began to remember. And when he began to remember, he couldn't help but begin to give thanks and to praise the Lord. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Surely I'll be with you always. Dick McGee called. He's the man that was one of the founders of the church that sat around our dining room table He's out in Colorado. He's about 87 years old. He called me yesterday and he talked and talked and talked. I was so happy to hear from him. <clears throat> that little cell phone got hot to my ear after a while. <laughs> Bless his dear heart. But he, he was reminiscing about the Largo Community Church. And I told him about art. He said, oh, I remember Art Door, yes. And how old was Art? And he was asking all these questions. <clears throat> and then he started telling me about a, a mission that he used to go to. Uh, there in Denver, downtown, a gospel mission, much like the mission our men go to downtown. And he said uh, he and another fellow would go down there, and they'd go down about three times a month, and they'd preach to those men uh, who were street people that would come in off the street. And uh, Dick is pretty well educated and uh, pretty well off financially, But he would go down there to those down-and-outers and preach to them. And yesterday he was telling me about one man. They called him Blackie. He was an African-American fellow. And he said, we we witnessed to Blackie. He said, but he said, Blackie just wouldn't respond. He said, he just wouldn't respond to the gospel. And we would talk to him. We would share with him. He said, he looks so sad and so depressed and no expression. And he said, but we would tell him there's a Savior. There's a Savior. There's a Savior. And he says, and then one day, Blackie said to me, and I can only imagine what was going on in this man's mind. He perhaps thought that these two men, Caucasian, were not as interested in him as they were saying. And perhaps he doubted their sincerity. But this is what Blackie said to him. He said, if you're sincere, you want to pray for me, you want me to become a Christian... I want you to go down on Main Street, right down in the heart of the city in all of the traffic, where the big skyscrapers are and the stores and all. He didn't go into all of that detail, but that's where he wanted. He said, I want to get it out in the open, and I want to go on the corner. And he says, will you two fellows come down there and kneel with me on the corner where everybody can see us? Kneel with this old, poor, depressed, down-and-out black man. Are you really interested in me? You're going to come down there and show the world? Dick said, we walked down there, my buddy and I. We got down on our knees, traffic all around us. Blackie played the sinner's prayer. He said, that man, a smile immediately came on his face. He rose up a born-again Christian. 
knowing Jesus with joy in his heart, and he became part of the ministry and of that gospel mission, and that became his home church, and he lived for Jesus the rest of his life, serving God there. I'll tell you, it works. Jesus is our peace. He cares for us. He loves us. He's the Prince of Peace. Someone said, well, if I could just get all my problems fixed, if I could get out of all of this trouble, if I could just move beyond the circumstances. No, I, I can't tell you that that will all happen, but let me tell you what I can tell you. God loves you, and the Prince of Peace will come to you. And he will fill your heart with peace if you'll think about him, if you'll reflect on him, if you'll do as the man did back here in my office. All he did was begin to think about what happened to him in 1980 as a Navy man, going to a church, hearing the gospel, learning about Easter. All he did was just start remembering. And the smile came on his face. We didn't fix anything, but somehow the presence of Jesus filled his heart right there. Friend, Do you remember when you were saved? Do you remember where it happened? Do you remember the joy that came? Oh, yes. Think about it. You won't think long until the wonderful peace will come and His presence. He's with you always. Surely I am with you. Thank you for joining us today for another Healing Word broadcast. And I pray that your Christmas celebration was a blessing from God. I invite you to tune into the Healing Word next week as we look forward to a new year and unfold all the truth and blessings that God has for us.